0: We have them The
1: <laughs> delighted to accept this trophy on behalf of the Donegal team.
2: It's an absolutely fantastic honour and privilege here to climb these steps on behalf of each and every one of these players to the my left, the management team out there, and each and every one of the people of Donegal. He was just not being talent. And, uh, a wonderful ca- captain a great leader of men. That's why Jimmy Giddens pointed him captain, I'd rather
3: over.
0: Here's the man to do it, Lacey again, switching it across, looking for Murphy. Murphy coming through here. Murphy
3: goes for the goal! Oh! What a start! Lacey to Murphy! Two minutes, twenty-seven seconds, and Murphy has cracked the back of this! You be Oh, Oh, that's a start from heaven! Meo are racking!
1: Are Michael Senior and Michael Jr. similar in personality? No, I think he's like his mother. He has his mother's traits, uh, I suppose, no, I don't think he's like me, no, honestly, I don't. And maybe it's not a bad thing either.
0: In that area. Here's Michael Murphy, loom this one into the River End, he's been doing it for years, Oban County, he's around since 2007, Donegal are happy to have him, Donegal are happy to take the lead, Donegal 6, Armagh 5.
3: There's no doubt about it, Michael Murphy is the, the best player ever left Donegal. He's been a leader since
0: came into the team. He was appointed captain at 22 years of age. Murphy soars into the air. What a catch with his back turn. Oh, that is glorious. Absolutely top clap. Beautifully in there to Murphy. Great shot, great goal. Hi, I'm Paddy McGill. There is a reason why we started the show today with a short montage on Michael Murphy. The Donegal captain and Glenswilly Swilly clubman has retired from inter-county football. Journalist Alan Foley of the Donegal Live broke the news yesterday that the 33-year-old who was capped 177 times has decided to hang up his boots. Alan sat down with Michael Murphy on Wednesday morning for an exclusive interview. Alan is my first guest, and we will hear from him in a few minutes. Later on in the show, in part two, we will get the thoughts of Francie Freel and Brian McCabe. Naturally, tributes have been flowing in for the 2012 All Ireland winning captain. Earlier on today, Ocean FM caught up with Donegal manager in 1992, Brian McAniff, and they do it all. Captain that year, Anthony Malloy, who described to Austin O'Callaghan Murphy's contribution to the Green and Gold jersey.
3: Well, look, at, there's no doubt about it. Like, and Michael Murphy is the, the best player ever left on the um, You know, what a captain, uh, what a leader, uh, both on the field and off the field. Uh, a real gentleman as well and uh, had great time uh, for supporters and supporters. Great role model uh, for uh, for the young people of, of, of Donegal as well. That you know that aspires to play Gaelic really like football and that there. And Michael Murphy has left a huge legacy. Uh, there's no doubt about that. He owes Donegal football absolutely nothing. And uh, you know, and as I said, he's still not finished. And an know uh, his contribution now to Glen Swolly will be huge because um, there's no way to criticize Michael Murphy like. And uh, he told me not so long since. You know that you know when the day comes that he can't get 100% and he pull out, like, and that's the type of guy he is, you know, but he's got to be a huge addition now to his own club, like, and, and look at, down the road as well, Austin, I can see Michael Murphy coming back yeah, as a as a manager, uh, he has them qualities, it's not the last we've seen of Michael Murphy, and uh, I know that he definitely will be back in the a managerial role, there's no doubt about that. Most people didn't see this coming, and uh, I thought to myself, you know, that uh, Michael had a few years left, you know, but you look at and saying that uh, he's made his decision, like and uh, you know what a leader and uh, what a captain he has been, like for Donegal over the last 15 years.
1: It's a different era, but you had to make a similar decision as Donegal captain. You have some sense of what he might be going through over the past 24 hours.
3: Yeah, well, like it's always a sad day when you're. I I I'll always remember my last game from from my county. It was in the. Uh, against Sorone and Rhythm Park in in, in ninety four. <laughs> that day had will always remain with me and I knew that day, that like that was my last game. Like, but I think it it's, it's it's a bit different for Michael. Like, you know, Michael's not finished yet as a you know, I, I was uh, I was just cropped at the time anyway and uh I, I stopped playing totally in ninety five uh, for my club and all. But like uh, you know Michael still has his club and slowly, and uh, he would be a huge addition there and, and, and uh I was speaking to him there not uh, just maybe a few weeks ago and they have a, a nice uh, crop of young lads coming up there and he was in charge of our minor team this year, you know, they were beaten in the county final, like, you know, so, you know, and, and uh, you know, he's also, like, in charge of the sports there in the ATU in Epikinney. So, look, at Michael, there's still a, a lot, a lot left to do, like, and, and, and uh, it's, it's a bit different in my case also, you know. I remember one day he was playing against Pandora, and we put a good, fo- our best footballer
2: at fullback and we put a man in front we still scored a goal in 12 points. He was just an unreal talent and uh, a wonderful ca- captain, a great leader of men. That's why Jim McGuinness appointed him captain right when he took over. He he had all the skills that one would want, and he had a physical presence as well. He's going to be an awful loss to us for his leadership qualities. not to talk about his football ability, but you know he's entitled to his space now. He's given his service to, to the county, and the, although I'd love to have him for another year, which, I suppose when we got the other year out think we wanted the yeah. Other
0: year. Yeah, Alan, we heard there from Brian McAniff and Anthony Malloy and some of the terms there they used are replaceable. They refer to leadership and that and it's all been said and rightfully so. You sat down with him yesterday, Alan. Great work. You were the first to break the story for Donegal Live Sport. How was that?
4: Yeah, it was a bit of a shock. Um I kind of talk regularly enough and Michael is head of sport at the HU Donegal so uh, we try to cover them as well. There's a lot going on out there, some great sports people you know so we're kind of encouraging that so he sent me a text about hooking up you know just something he wanted to run by me so it's the presumption I went over the road in and then we sat down in his office and uh, you know just chatting away and then he just says I'm retiring on and kind of got this cold shudder through my body yeah. uh, kind of a bit of su- su- surprise uh, you know he'd worked on a statement and that but he just kind of said he wanted to sit down with somebody and uh, kind of go through it and that so that's what we worked on then yeah so we sat for half an hour and we kind of chewed the f- and spoke about a variety of things Paddy. so it was, it was very nice of him to give me the opportunity but a, a huge loss to doing all as
0: everyone is saying and for anybody that hasn't Seen the piece, you can get it on, just literally Google Donegal Live Sport, go onto their website, you can get it there, our Twitter, Facebook, the usual platforms. It's it's a brilliant piece from from Alan Foley of the Donegal Live. Were you surprised, Alan?
4: I was a little bit taken on back at, at first. Um, you know, I had kind of heard whispers, do hear a lot of whispers. Uh, shocked a wee bit at the start, but I suppose when you sit down and uh, brew, and, you know, he's, he's a thoughtful guy, I think he spent most of his life thinking about football. Um, he had his reasons, and his reasons are entirely fair. Um, you know, some people might, you know, maybe there's a year or two left in him. Maybe, maybe not, but he, he basically said he's a kind of a full-dinner type of guy. He could maybe get to 85%, 90%, but in his own head, and he said himself he didn't feel that was enough um, maybe to wear the jersey. I'm sure plenty of people agree with that, but I think you just got to respect the guy's decision,
0: really, Paddy. Usually people, supporters are eminently tuned into the idea that one may retire like Neil McGee. He was basically saving Christmas for about five years there in a row when he said he was staying on. But, you know, there's normally ripe speculation with all those Mayo lads that retired a couple of years ago. You're expecting it. But it feels we weren't really in that space with Michael where we thought he was maybe going to be scraped off the field.
4: Yeah, I suppose it's just the time. Like, you know, there was kind of a, a bit of a low period there from the 12th of June, you know, because, you know, you kind of got the feeling then Declan was going to go. It, it kind of took maybe four or five weeks for that to materialise. You know, the search then for the new manager took another while. So I suppose Donegal really, at the minute, you weren't really sure where Donegal are at as such. And I suppose, like, this is obviously, you know, a blow to, to Paddy Carney and Nourour coming in. Like, just a huge loss. And, you know, there, there's so many of the usual terms being used, like, like he's up there with the best ever to have played for Donegal, possibly even the best. Like I wouldn't really pick hairs, you know, if you're trying to decide who is better between him and a uh, Carole Acer, Martin McHugh or whatever you have. Um, but it's just, I think even from such a young age, he inherited the captaincy ahead of the 2011 season, having been Jim McGuinness's captain with the 21s in 2010. And maybe you thought a little bit at the time, you know, like this guy's a great captain, but he's very young, you know. And it's was like as an under-21 captain, you have to be at that age. But like he just took it on his shoulders. And I think like that's the, the bigger loss, even besides a brilliant footballer. It's just a guy who took captaincy to an absolute different level. He was like a representative body for the for the team and for the people at Donegal, and one you were really proud of, the way he could conducted himself.
0: Would he have stayed on? For other managers, I've got a few messages about that, but at the moment, that's only speculation. Unless we see a trend of three, four, five players leaving, or certainly at least another two, that, that's only speculation. We have to take him on his word of why he retired in the piece that he yeah. did with you, because we know he's a man of integrity.
4: Yeah, and I did ask that question as well, but he he said basically, like every year, he, he said he almost, he, he considered, he said even from his mid-twenties, he considered, am I up for this for another year? And like, obviously he was then, for, for many years, but I suppose in more recent years, he said like the injuries were frustrating, but he did remind me, you know, like you remember the early years of Jim McGuinness, like Michael was missing chunks of leagues, getting operations done. Do you remember coming back, playing bats, parts of the Sigerson Cup, yeah. where he was gearing his year towards um, the championship? You know, in more recent years, he's kind of had a few niggles with the hamstring in the back and that, but, you know, he still played an awful lot of games, probably more league games. Like this year, he was in Portland, Owen. Uh, for the first McKenna Cup game. Uh, that was not something you saw all the time, but he just said on the 12th of June that day, um, the day Donegal last to Armagh, he said if Donegal had got knocked out in the first round of Ulster, had they won the All Ireland, had they won Ulster, he would probably still have reached the same decision, uh, which was interesting about that day. Like he, he told the lads in the dress, you know, Donegal will always have a team. You know, he, he kind of maybe hinted what was inside his head, and he didn't board the team bus home. He got left home with his mum and dad. You know, he said the wheel turned full circle, you know, for many years, his mum and dad and Michael, you know, would have gone to games in us. you know, they they would have been well noticed at Donegal games throughout, you know, before Michael's time. So he said he would kind of let sit for a few months and like that's five months ago now, but he, he said yesterday, as of yesterday, he says he hadn't moved one inch since the thought process on the 12th of June. So that's why he went to go with it because as I said some years before he would have had doubts which might have been ironed out so he did suggest that it was really it was nothing to do with no matter who the manager was and like give us absolute backing to the new management team and all the players even said he'd be there on the terrace with his jersey on because that's what Michael Murphy grew up as and he says that's what he
0: will now revert to I remember watching a documentary on Alan Hansen before, and before he got a job with Match of the Day, he said, believe it or not, he says, I was very good at football, but I was never actually obsessed with football. And you get that across a variety of sports. Some people are amazing at a particular sport, but they may not actually necessarily be in love with the sport. But Michael Murphy had a deep, visceral love and passion for Gaelic football and Donegal Oh yeah, like ever
4: since his childhood, like his father, Mick, before the 2012 All-Ireland final, you know, told me, you know, Michael was actually born with kind of inverted hips, so they had to get him kind of treatment when he was very young, and uh, Michael might have been about four years of age one day, and they're, you know, they're passing Croke Park on, on the way home, I believe, so Mick says let's go and hear a walk, and then they went, and uh, you know, Michael was just taken aback by this. He always admitted to being obsessed by Anthony Malloy, and he'd watched the 92 video, over and over again, and they met me under Maraherty there, and me. All asked him what his name was. He says, "I'm Michael Murphy. My favourite player is Anthony Malloy." Uh, he made no secrets for his obsession about GA, and like would be able to hold a candle to anybody if you're talking about players even from before his time, very well read up on it, and uh,
0: you know, just just a, just a major fan, I suppose, as you said. The metric varies in how players are measured, rated, Alan. The term leader or leadership, whether it's the noun or the verb, is the one that is just constantly doing the realms when it comes to Michael, isn't it? Oh,
4: yeah. But as I said, I think it's it's even more the personal stuff. You know, the the way he was just so approachable. Like, there was a story once, you know, a member of the Donegal panel, you know, when they were going real well under Jim McGinnis. You know, the Jesus, uh, my phone is flooded with text messages. And Michael says, yeah, yeah. But, you know, when they come next Monday or Tuesday, I'll get a chance to sit down and, and answer them all and the personal question says, geez, do you answer them all? And he says, oh, yeah, of course I answer them all. If someone goes to bother texting you, you text them back, it's only matters. And, you know, I think that just kind of shows
0: the type of the man, yeah. He predates all young Donegal fans. It's kind of 15 slash 16 years, isn't it? But even if you're 20, you would never, if you're a big GA fan, you would not remember following Donegal without Michael being involved.
4: Absolutely, yeah, because... uh, you know, he's basically been in it since what, January? He got the, the phone call on Bunkrana, he said on his old his old Nokia. That was December 2006, at uh, the the McKenna Cup. Um, so that's exactly half his life ago. You know, he's just turned 33 in August there. So when you look at it that way, like the guy who done doing all football, absolutely nothing. And I think, you know, he's played through the pin barriers. He, he's done everything. Even like simple little things that we're, we're probably going to notice now that, a free kick inside the 45-meter the line isn't a gimme anymore, you know? Like, and That's no disrespect to whoever's going to take that responsibility, but there's just so many little small things that added up to to make him what he is.
0: You would know from... You've probably interviewed him 10 times more than I have, but just me personally, I remember the Drew with Mayo, even in Sligo, the start of the league, and being Michael Murphy, obviously he was furious, but it was pelting rain, it was really, really windy, the bus was pulling off, and I said, would you have a minute or two? And he came out, got soaked, annoyed after the performance, but still did the interview. And, you know, for us lads, just and even for supporters, who we're doing it for the supporters so they can listen to it, whether it's, a, whether it's in print or whether it's an audio. And I just thought, yeah, that does say a lot about him. I know it's a cliche sometimes, you know, that rhetoric, but very, very obliging.
4: Oh yeah, absolutely. I think that day too he was quite annoyed. Do you remember he had to go off as a blood sub as well when Donegal were going very well in the first half before the game ended in a draw? And I think even like from a media perspective, and you'd understand this, Patty, as well that, you know, he, he saw us as, um, you know, the, the media's job is really to communicate from people like Michael to to the general public and the people. And like sometimes we have to ask the hard questions, you know, it's, it's what we're getting asked, I suppose, in your everyday life. And you know, he was always very accommodating with us guys as well.
0: I remember growing up, Alan, watching Roy Keane, and I remember my dad used to say to me, enjoy Roy Keane. You mightn't see his likes again. And I never really knew what he meant at the time because obviously you don't remember Brady or Giles or anything like that and Paul McGrath came along. My point being, he actually said the same thing about Sonia O'Sullivan. What I'm getting at here is another great may come along, but there's no guarantees. These top people in their sports, in their discipline, that maybe you're watching for your team, they don't grow in threes. We may get one in the next 10 years, but we could be waiting 40 years to get somebody of his stature.
4: Yeah, like, it's a generational player, and John Fogarty tweeted that, but I think he meant generational is in the country, not in, in the county. Uh, you're right about that. Even, like, Robbie Keane, people used to criticise him a lot, and you kind of thought then, you know, like, well, we can move on without him, even the Irish international team. But then the goals dried up. Like the guy scored sixty-six international goals, which is three times more than anybody. And it took a little while for Ireland to even have they even got there to that stage where you've got even someone as quarter as proficient as that. So, you know, we were very lucky to have you know just somebody who played one hundred and seventy-seven times. Seventy-seven of them came in the championship. Like missed very few games. Like off the top of my head, I can only think of a couple really that, that stand out in the championship. And you know when you had. The likes of him and, and Jerry McLaughlin say like you wouldn't have swapped them for any other
0: other pair in Ireland, really. Like, I know there's numerous authors to this quote. Out of all the unimportant things, football is the most important. And we know there, there are a lot of worse things out there, but but football does mean a lot to so many people. Like, this can't be easy on them. This it can't be like having been you know they talk about being institutionalized, whatever whatever that's in it's going to be hard not just because he was a great player but he was also captain he sportsfile tweeted last night mr Donegal. it's, it's not easy
4: no absolutely not like, and even when he he took on the captaincy of the irish international rules you know um like people's opinions will differ on, on that what sort of sport is it the hybrid na- nature of it but like i remember even i think it was that weekend um mike was a captain he had to play for Ireland on the Saturday night in Croke Park. On the Sunday, the county final, 2013, Kelly Beggs were playing against his Glenn Swillyside. side. remember the same weekend, actually, Seamus Coleman, captain Ireland, is that right, against Germany? Yeah, in, yeah. In Cologne, and also Jason Quigley at that stage was still an amateur um, in and around the world final. And I remember just thinking that weekend, like it's, I just know that weekend and the date and that because it's actually around my birthday time, but... Just remember thinking like like three legends here like three guys that would sit you could meet on the street or go for a coffee with like really really at the top of their game or like such pride that would bring to the people who Donegal. only gone, you know it can't be easy living in that sort of spotlight either like and especially as Michael is you know of the those three guys now and um, you know Michael was like the amateur sports person who had to go to college and had to you know open the, the shop in the morning or go out to the ATU so you know, for him to even just take that on, that responsibility, like, he seldom got a quiet moment, I'm sure, like, he was probably too accommodating, maybe, he might not appreciate me saying that, but, you know, I think the guy now can, you know, just, you know, sit back and just relax for a while, he's going to stay on with Len Swilly, which is a huge boost to Len Swilly. and I think, you know, any GA fan in Donegal would, could do worse than paying their, their five or ten euro into Len Swilly to see an All-County League game, when, you know, that's going to be your avenue now, to see someone like Michael Murphy playing, so, uh, he will continue then, probably with the minor team who he brought to the Division One final a couple of weeks ago. They were beaten before Masters, but, like, they had never won an A title before at Underage. They've got the last two minor finals. You can kind of see the players coming through now, even in their 21 side, uh, their minor side in that. So, you know, it, it's they're, they're building nicely there, and, like, like what, a, what an impact someone like Michael Murphy can have. He said he'll do absolutely anything for them. I think if he was offered the job as... Donegal janitor at the training center. Tomorrow, he would probably take it as well. And you know, he kind of got the impression, of him. You know, his he made like maybe three or four references. The fact you know that the chapter is closed, he was kind of content enough in that. Um, he said, like, obviously, there's a few things that didn't go his way down the years, but you know, the ups and downs. You know, the ups are the ups are better because you have suffered the downs. So like, I'm very sure we haven't seen the mat last of Michael Murphy yet. And as I said, uh, Paddy, we might all be pitching down to Glenswally for a few few games next season to see the great man in
0: action. I'm moving to Glenswally for six months from March yeah. to about okay. S- September time. Last one on this, and we'll get more from Francie Thurie and Brian McCabe. He's an unquantifiable loss for Donegal, isn't he, for the next couple of years? Oh yeah, and
4: like in a playing sense, it's just, and that's no disrespect to any of those, those other guys on the panel or anybody who might be knocking on the door, you know, it's it really shows the wheels of change, Penny, I suppose, there's, there's from all the lads who played in the 2012 All-Ireland Final, I think including the substitutes, you're left with Patrick Roberti is is the only one, that was always going to happen, I suppose Patrick was at a young age compared to the rest of them, but you know, the, the wheels of change are kind of going there. When you when you see the likes of Michael, it it doesn't feel like that long ago, really. When when we were sitting in Carrick and Shannon that night, like in the young fellow from Glen Swilly, he made his first first championship start for Donegal. Uh, like, he had been it yesterday. He, he almost, you know, he felt he just couldn't get into the game that day at all. But first ball he got then from Kevin McMenamin he stuck it in the net, you know, and, and like that was day one. Even, I remember, I think Paddy was even just a second competitive game was Donegal away to West Mead. but an early penalty, like in, in a, Michael was seventeen years of age, I think, and did up took the to penalty, and actually it was saved by Gary Collington. But you know that shows the level of responsibility he's going to take on his shoulders. Like you see, some seventeen year olds now, and you can't, you know, um, fathom this is the same age that that Michael was when he was, you know, really starting to carry a, you know, a county on his on his shoulders. Like when you really think of some of the great moments, like even. Even very early days, like you'll remember 2009, he played full forward a lot with John Joe Doherty that year, apparently, like, put in a brilliant performance one night against Derry and a great qualifying win. Even the day in Croke Park, Donegal were were hammered. I think the score was 127 to 210, was it, against Cork? Yeah, That was in 2009, yeah. That day, unbelievable. Like, his performance that day in a, in a record scoreline defeated Croke Park, which is still intact for Donegal, the record score in a football match. Like, basically, he won Young Fopper of the Year that day. Uh, so like just there's so many things you can go through from, from start to finish yeah, we haven't got all day to go through them and but everyone's going to have their own memories and I suppose 2012 will always stand out and that and goal against Mayo, really
0: Well that's that we're going to touch on it more with Brian and Francie like you talk about all the great performances remember we lost to Fermanagh and to Prairie in the league a couple of years ago and the whole season was kind of you're nearly almost catered around Michael Murphy wins, Michael Murphy returning. It was always the, yeah. the talk. And I remember he came on against Armagh with 15, 20 minutes gone and we were in big trouble and looked like we were right, yeah. going to go down maybe as opposed to go up. And he just, it was a microcosm in the space of 10 minutes. I remember Carol Kane said last year when we beat Derry, the same day as the Euros final, McBride, late winner, he said, I thought it was a great line. He says he was the schoolmaster coming in to the classroom and everybody yes. sitting up on their, on their, on their oh, chairs yeah. properly. Yeah. But
4: even his presence that day, you know, kind of freed up Nilo Donald. remember that day, I remember like Michael kind of dragged a bit more attention. Nilo Donald came through and scored three points in that game. Uh, even at the end, like Patrick had a wonder shot. But like I remember even, it was like for Michael, the biggest game was always the next game. It didn't matter if it was playing for Ireland against Australia or playing a Division 2 game for the Fully. Like I remember one year, before that weekend, I was talking about it in 2013, you know, the, the county final coming up. He was Irish captain coming up, and he played against Terman on a Saturday evening at fully in a league game, and you're thinking, Jesus, like, why are you doing this? You know, you, you have too much to lose here. But he, he said, you know, we needed to win to get promoted. We need to get back in Division One. I think he scored 2-2 in nine minutes. Ah, <laughs> and yeah. like one of the goals almost burst the netting. And then his job was done, and they took him off. And he just thought, like, you know, I think that guy, you got to give it to him. <laughs>
0: Never wanted to 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 let people down. He, he set his own standards. More in about 10 minutes' time with Francie Freel and Brian McCabe. Just Alan, before you go. Ladies, All-Stars on Saturday night. Donegal, tell us about that. Uh, loads of nominations and Neve McLaughlin up for Player of the Year.
4: Yeah, Neve's up for Player of the Year. There's three three in that for that one as well. And then Donegal, have six All-Stars. Nominations: Neve McLaughlin, leave Haggerty from Moville. You have Geraldine and Nicole McLaughlin and Evelyn McGinley from Ternan. and Robert Emmett's Tanya Kennedy. So you know they had a very good year. Uh, league finalists lost by a couple of points to a very good Mead side. All Ireland semi finalists for only the second time again lost by a couple of points to Meade, who ended up romping home and winning the All Ireland. So you know. It would be great to win an all-star or two, and even even the run for the, the player of the year award. It would be a nice way to end the year for the ladies. And with Maxi back on board, you know, I know he's trying to, you know, round up the troops again for next year because there was kind of a feeling among some people that the loss to me, in the All Ireland semi-final, might spell the end of the road for a couple of players. Maybe you might have a domino effect because you know they've put an absolute incredible levels of commitment too, Patty. So we're not really going to know. All of that until early in the new year, but you know, Maxi would be confident enough, and you can worry with that again, I suppose. Yeah. Now they're just due a well deserved night out, and hopefully, they'll have a bit of silverware to
0: take back up the road with them come Sunday morning. Yeah, well, whatever happens, it's already been a remarkable achievement. So, brilliant, ladies. Alan, fantastic work, and everybody like you, Alan. Although, yesterday's when you broke that, now it was. It's like the Grim Reaper coming, so more, more good news, uh, maybe in the next couple of weeks, couple of months, but really, really good work. And you've met a he's have went to the transfer market as well. You've got good old Frank Craig there who's joining your sports department as well. Your brilliant sports department.
4: Oh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, we got Frank, and I, I'm kind of moved into a semi news position as deputy editor, still be uh, involved in news and sports. So, uh, and Kevin Frank, he's got a couple of weeks under his belt and he's hit the ground running, doing great.
0: Great stuff. Watch the R drama, and know they're uh, they're always dangerous. Alan, thanks so much and keep up the brilliant work there. And and just we really appreciate all your work right throughout the year for coming on the Donegal GAA podcast. And you know, yesterday's story fabulous. And once again, check out the Donegal Live Sport website or Facebook, Twitter, wherever you you get your news uh, from Donegal Live. The article on Michael Murphy is absolutely fantastic. Thanks, Alan. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, so our next guests Francie Freel and Brian McCabe. Francie, I'll start with you. We were talking to Alan there about the great Michael Murphy. You of course were in with Jim McGuinness. You were part of the backroom team way back in twenty thirteen and you worked with them in LYIT a number of years ago as well. Your thoughts on the breaking news yesterday?
2: Um listen pose a bit of a shock um you know really about it you know post I don't think anybody's seen this coming. And um, listen, um, I think Michael knows best, and I think he knew himself that you know maybe it was the right decision to make for himself and personally. And uh, that's the man he is. You know that um, he wasn't going to go out and uh, you go out at a half hearted job or try and try and play, and he wanted to be a hundred percent. And um, listen, you have to give credit from the uh, come out and and and. Uh, and uh, as a man, he's out of his retirement. But listen, um, you know what he's given us over the last you know, 14, 15 years has just been unbelievable. And uh, listen, uh, he's a, he's a, he's a he's been a fantastic footballer, but uh, he's even you know a, a better man, you know, uh, no better man than Michael, you know.
0: I was in Colossia alley there a couple of years ago. Um, I think I was a little bit earlier for a... It was a little presser ahead of a big game, but I, I accidentally just drove up the back and I it's the only time ever I've actually watched Donegal training and I just got about five, six minutes before we were all nicely kicked out and rightfully so but I just saw him doing drills and that and like on it look to be on a different level as a trainer, Francie
2: Yeah, no listen if you if you probably ask any of the the county fellas now you know um Michael just give everything every single thing you know to training you know he learnt nothing you know and Every ounce he gives. And um, listen, that's the player he was, and he was, you know, the, the as you'll hear everybody saying about the leader he was, and everybody looked up to him and um because he knew he was he was doing it, so you had to follow suit um everything he does, you know, even the time I was involved in the LIT, it was you know, the way the way he ran things, you know, it was, it was fantastic, and just
0: that's the person he was. And um he's gonna be a big on of goal no doubt. Yeah, we were saying with Alan as well. Is it a bit, like, people are saying, oh, the new management, the new management, but, like, I get the feeling, and you have to take him for his word, you know, to try and avoid repetition, that he was going anyway. Maybe a McGuinness, he might have stayed on, but it, it did feel like he wanted to almost go out on his own high and that he's still a top player.
2: Yeah, definitely so. That's, 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 we're just, you know, that's what we're, we're saying about it. Like, you know, that's and he didn't, he wasn't going back and, and you know, and, be a hard time player or whatever it may be he went out in a hay you know and that's uh, that's the, the, the way he's seen it like he doesn't want to go back and not be able to give it all uh, because that's not the person he is you know And as we've seen as you're, you're on about the training and stuff like that like he gave everything he could and uh, that's just the post in fairness just he, he couldn't give
0: them more Your thoughts on yesterday's announcement Brian? I come here Paddy
1: like everyone we were disappointed and probably a wee bit shocked to hear the news but come here, you have to, uh, you know, just accept it. And Michael has made his mind up and, you know, we just all kind of have to respect his decision. You know, we probably put him, you know, the way he is. He just probably felt he wasn't up to party Paddy. And that's just the way Michael is, you know, even speaking to him and dealing with him. Yeah. But a huge disappointment, you know, for Donegal football to lose such a top. I mean, he's his last 10 years, he's been probably one of the top players in Ireland. But you know you just watch him best you know he's probably getting out he think he probably thinks that he can offer a lot to Glenn Swoley Club and he's put you know probably thinking now maybe you know there's a good minor team last year and he's thinking maybe with him now they can push you on again
0: yeah I was kind of hoping Francie maybe get a, another two three years of maybe inside kind of like kind like on a on a lesser scale Kevin Cassidy reinvented himself with Guido back in 2018 when the one Ulster. Everyone kind of thought he was kind of done two, three years before that, and then he had just one brilliant year.
2: Yeah, but listen, you know, I think Michael's made the decision on um, that he would just, he you know, just maybe, you know, we we have we're just assuming things here. That maybe there's something else. Maybe there's an injury, or maybe there's just the wear and tear, and it's just got it's got. Too much, where he's not able to exert himself at the way at under county because listen, the way the under county scene's gone now, and, and, and as as uh, players are staying to conditioning and everybody's up to up to speed, and maybe he just feels that he's not able to just compete to that you know that level again. We put the body through through all that rigorous training and stuff like that, you know. So that's as I said, may, definitely make a little because that's likely, and I, I would say there's there's something behind it on, on, on that scale of you know uh, getting up for training and, and and be able to train at that level, you know.
0: Are we in huge trouble, Francie, with him gone now? Listen, I
2: don't, you know, listen, no doubt about it, Michael's going to be a, a, an unbelievable loss, you know, as I said, as a leader for starters and stuff like that. But listen, it's like everything, um it comes to an end at some stage and, you know, it has now, and in most it fairness, it, it, it's not where, maybe we started the, the, the campaign and he got an injury, and he was going to be out for the season. We probably know now from the get-go before things start. And, um, Listen, people is going to have to step up to the plate. Listen, he has definitely going to be a real loss, you know. Other teams, you know, it's another and a less man to worry about. But this again, um, for Donegal, there's plenty, of, plenty of men that can step up to the plate and stuff like that. And you'll find, those, you know, Michael's gone now, and they know the league's not going to be coming on in the game, and um, they won't be looking over their shoulders and stuff like that. There, you know, about it, maybe being I mean, as a sub or something like they got coming on, they'll just have to, you know, play it as it play it now, and just everybody have to step up to the mark.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with Frankie, Francie there, you know, probably the biggest uh, biggest thing, Paddy, will be the leadership and the leadership qualities that he, you know, we have got from him over this last 10 years, you know, to be county captain for, I think, his 10 years, Patty. you know, that speaks volumes alone of the man, so, but come here, you'll be hoping that maybe some other players will step, they'll just have to step up to the mark now, Paddy, you know, uh, like Michael Murphy will go down as a legend, and you know the thing. will have to move on now, unfortunately, without him, Paddy.
0: Yeah, all has come to an end, Francie. Any three, two, three particular moments in his whole Donegal career that stand out for you?
2: Well, I suppose, listen, that when you chat about Michael Murphy and you chat about Donegal, you probably chat about the goal against Mayo in twenty twelve. Probably just stand out, you know. Um, the the word was the worked on that. They worked on that play for. Um, a lot of training sessions before the final and for it to come off in the final is unbelievable, the diagonal ball from, from Lacey and Murphy to catch it and, and the goal, you know, that'd be anonymous, you know, you see it playing the Sunday game there still, so I suppose that's a standout moment, but another imposing moment for me would be Tyrone 2015, probably Rory Gallagher's uh, preliminary round against Tyrone and uh, Justin McMahon went man to man and that day, absolutely just never left him alone but Michael, as as he as he did all his career, just kept kept with it, and kept with it. But he kicked some serious scores that day, and from play and, and free kicks. There were a couple of free kicks that day. But I don't know if you remember. It was a wild wet day. So yeah. a couple of some of the scores he scored. I think, were full almost 50, 53 yards. Right? You know, I think that game must still be probably remembered too for the, the Neil McGee. You know, uh, Stephen on shoulder. But like Murphy's performance that day from free kicks and from play, um uh, was unbelievable. He a man of the match in that game. And, probably the other one stands out for me would be that, that year as well 2015 uh, Ryan McHugh goal against Galway where the diagonal ball from Colin McFadden and Murphy just broke it down and Ryan McHugh can run onto it and scored probably as good a goal as you'll ever see um, and then probably that's probably or three, but you listen, there's a lot more like like you know, if you start with Michael Murphy's moments, you know what I mean? There's there's a lot more, you know, even the, 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 the what the club and Glenn Sully like as well. You know, the, they got won three championships, and Hanky got the man of the match in two of the finals 2013 and the, the, the 2016 final against Kilcar. And you know, that's just some of the moments, but then the, the definitely game against her because I remember being at that game and saying we were in trouble, and um, just McMahon was really giving it to Murphy that day. And, Michael just took it. And there was a I remember was a, there was a Malay at halftime as well. Just on that on uh, and the and the tunnel. So um I think that one stands out to me. Uh, definitely.
0: They're all great moments. And that goal we game, I think it was a long ball from Oren Manila's down the Cusick stand side. He ballooned it up in yeah, yeah. the air. Now Oren yeah. one of the best passers you'll get. Probably yes. he'll play himself not his best ever ball. And Murphy just leapt like a salmon in the old canal in the Daven just came back about two, three metres and just burned around on a sixpence and stroked it over the bar. That was a thing of beauty. That, that was just a gorgeous score. Uh, Brian, you, moments?
1: Yeah, come here, I we'll agree with a lot of things there. whatever, you know, there would be standout. But I watched a few things there today, the Paddy, and one thing that stands out for me was a pick-up along the sideline against Kildare when the game was really in the melting pot. Good. There were three Kildare players around him. You know, when he just, he flicked the ball up like it was in a, in a training session, you know, and offloaded the ball, just pure class. Uh, another one was the goal against St. Michael, so much not sure of the year, Paddy. Uh, yeah, 2011, yeah. 2011, Michael probably thought they nearly had, were over the line, you know, and one high ball into Michael Murphy, back of the net, you know. Paddy, you could write a book on all, all the stuff that he's done, you know. Uh Come here, Francis says probably listened to him and McGee today and they asked him for a standout moment and he Eamon's moment was the way he led the team in twenty fourteen against Dublin. You know, then they all in the All Ireland semi-final. He said that day meant more to Michael Murphy it was you know that he was in tears after the game. So come here everyone is their own party patty, but the, the man you could write about, couldn't him.
0: And it's funny, oh you can you can actually put his performances into categories, can't you? Because He's had incredible performances inside, and then equally, he's been really industrious out the field, and they're definitely, you, you can put them into little spheres, like the Kerry game in 2019. Him and Ryan McHugh were operating on a different Richter scale that day, lads. They dovetailed eight, nine times for scores. It was in. Incredible. The sideline ball against Derry. Yeah. Uh, was
3: that
0: 2014? Um, 2013,
1: 2013, Paddy, was it?
0: Yeah, 2014. 2014. Yeah, 2014. Yeah, up, up, up on Celtic Park on the stand side, yeah. the covered stand yeah. side. Uh, even I was saying to Alan earlier, lads, these random league games, he came on against Armagh a couple of years ago. We lost to Temporary, he lost to Fermanagh, and he came on against the Orchard and just turned the game completely. But that, again, was a different type of performance. It was sublime performance in the middle third as opposed to like we stopped on common three we automatically stopped nearly i would say stop giving a man on the matches because it was kind of a it was kind of a given it was kind of getting a bit but it's like that time rye keen got 14 or 15 in one season and he was like oh again we we kind of it was almost you were picking a man on the match without murphy if that makes sense Francie?
2: yeah definitely so 100% agree with you patty and i lesson. He's going to be a massive loss because look, just even looking at opposition kickouts, the, the threat he organises everybody. The our our own kickout, like Ryan McHugh coming sprinting off, him, goals we got uh, off that kickout where we got on the ball and him flicking it down left or right for Ryan McHugh to come on for. Like they're definitely, you know, the, 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 the you know, as you said, there's at least accolades, everything. Everything we see about him, he deserves it because, in fairness, he was just an absolute brilliant player, and um, you know, he's been serious. Must have done it all. There's no doubt about that. Um, and and fairness, as as Brian said, like everybody will have their their we wee uh, three or four things that they will remember from. But listen, it be, it's as everybody three or four will remember to be probably trying
0: to get something better than somebody else because they're they're just that many moments. Yeah, there's there's no doubt about that. And ah, Look, obviously, the All-Ireland final, as you said, to execute it at that level will be remembered in you know, hundreds of years, really. And look, we, we just wish Michael all the best and just like to say on behalf of the Donegal GAA podcast, Notion of FM, thanks so much. We owe you so much gratitude for just uh, being an incredible player, leader, legend, messiah of Donegal football. And, you know, John Harden and myself were... Messaging each other last night. He's, you know, he's we talked about in hundred years in terms of GAA. Like he's a, he's a, he's our Christie Ring, uh, what Ring was the Cork, what McMackey was the Limerick, and so on. Just just an icon, an icon in the northwest. And hopefully, we'll see him in a couple of years back in uh, green and gold, maybe on the sideline. Who 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 knows what's in store? Okay, lads, we'll we'll move on to a brighter note. Letter Kenny Gills. Continue their quest in Ulster. They travel to Owen Begg in Derry on Sunday to take on Stewartstown Harps, of course, off Tyrone in the Ulster Junior Club Championship. Both sides with such contrasting wins in the opening round that Kenny Gales one point win over Derry News while Stewartstown Harps hammered T Connacht in round one, I think by 21, 22 points. Francie, letter Kenny Gales, good momentum going into this one?
2: Yeah, definitely so. Um, they're, 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 you know, for fairness that that game will stand them well the last day, you know. And, but listen, down Harvest like it's their own team, so we'll listen, um, it's different, a different team, and you know that they got a serious result the last day, you know. Um, and uh, it will be a big test really against the yields. and a um, top and own bag too, you know. Listen, there would be uh, I think to get even a big crowd up to the game would have been better. It get have been in Celtic Park, you know. Well, that give out a the, the road up the road up there now and stuff like that there up to up to home um, bag you know it's been closed and it's opened and stuff like that there but that's an energetic heels they'll get a big crowd behind them and get up there. suppose their standard performance so far. been, you know rolling free and, and Conor McMurdy. they've been moved very well in the forward line and they carry a big threat for them. And um, will be looking for them this weekend to to, to, to get them over the line. Um, as I said, it's a big game for them and it's a semi final and. Uh, um as you said will be will a, a, a least opponent
1: now. Yeah, I agree with Francis there. You know, uh yeah. was at the uh, the Glen Mahara uh Cairn game last week, party and I was telling a few boys from Tyrone they were sitting saying me about the uh team and they were saying they're a very, very strong junior team, you know. Uh, so come here they'll probably go into this favourite Kenny Gales will probably be happy enough, you know. I know they've been training in convoy centre of Exon this last number of weeks. So, you know, they should be well up to speed, you know. They're they're probably happy enough for their are, Paddy. They'll probably go into the game as as uh, you know, underdog. So, you know, they'll be probably looking to get more out of players like Brian Dever, you know, was Francis, Ryan Frames going well there for them, Connor McBrady. So, you know, come here, they're probably nothing to lose, Paddy. They're one game away. From an Ulster Junior final, so they'll
0: probably take that. Yeah, Tyrone's so strong to a Junior and Intermediate. Like I think six Tyrone clubs have won the Ulster Junior title. Donegal only have two. Monaghan lead the way in it, but that's a little bit deceptive because Monaghan have way less senior teams, meaning less Intermediate teams, meaning stronger Junior and Intermediate. So that can be a wee bit. That'll be a, that can be a little bit flawed, but it'll be some achievement, lads. It'll be some achievement for them even going into next year. Francie,
2: oh, definitely so. Listen,
0: brilliant. You know. Uh, like it's,
2: they're in bonus territory now. You know, listen, they won that Junior Championship. It's been, it's been missing from their, you know, they've not they've been set up, whatever, now, 25 years there now, and they've been looking to win a Junior Championship. they won that. It's a monkey off their back. In every game they get now, they're in bonus territory. Listen, when you're playing a game, you don't look at it as a get. You're looking to win the game. You know, they're... A, as I said, you know they got their first round victory and an Ulster Championship. They'll remember that and they're into a semi final. And as Brian says, listen, you're only one step away from a final. And, um, you know, listen, Derek and of Gales and, and the two boys in charge, they'll, they'll be, they'll be, they'll be their homework done on Stewartstown. Town. Uh, they've both been involved in, in, the, in the North uh, managing, so they'll, they'll know a lot about Stewartstown. Town. So listen, there'll be nothing, there'll be nothing left behind there. Um, and you just hope now, maybe they, they get a wee bit of
0: luck on the day and when. And they get over the line. okay. So, all the best to Letter Kenny Gills, lads. Uh, big appointments during the week, Luke Barrett and Leo McClune, minor and under 20 managers for the year. Francie, your thoughts on that?
2: No, listen, uh, post and turn the, on the minor. Probably, uh, Luke's been there for a couple of years now and he's doing a good job. Uh, he's involved in the oat as well, there as uh, the freshers manager, too. So, he probably, um, has been. He knows a lot of them fellas. He goes, you know what I mean. He, he he's um he's involved with that minor team, as I said, for a couple of years there now, and he he he's, he's um uh, making a very good job of him. So listen, probably still that stability there, and the, the, the uh, I don't know what the background team has now, but um it's probably something same as same as, same as before, but, but a very good appointment, as I said, looks a good man and a uh, kind of big effort in there with uh, the at as well. So uh, on probably on the Leo thing, yeah. Listen, um, was Gary Duffy's um uh what they call been, been there for the last two years and Leo and Eamon has been along with them and, and Leo's been given the manager's job now. So listen, um uh, Leo's probably first job he's probably been managing, you know, the the club team and Glenty's underage and he's up now to the under twenty manager. And um uh, again put Eamon's along with him as well the background team and I think what they call from Lee Fora as well. Um Oney McGarvey. So listen, uh best of luck to them and um it'll be um I think it's starting up fairly quickly as well so that they, they'll have much time to, to, to mess about.
0: You hear who's good and who's not, and I have heard that Barrett's very impressive, and I think that continuity is, as Prancy said, a really good thing. I've just even seen little snippets of going to games in the past couple of years. He's very, very good with them. He's looks to be a very intelligent guy, and as I said, I think that continuity's good. And Leo McClune, again, what I've heard, very, very impressive, and been involved with Lee Connell for so long, he has it all as well and he he's won it all.
1: Yeah, two supermen, Paddy, you know, I think uh, the big man, or the man who serves a lot of praise out of this is Car you know, this is all now from under twenty down, 20s downs, all under the academy. You know, you have Leo, uh, by all accounts, he's going to add Colin McFadden there to the coaching role, you know, Ole McGarvey, you know, Eamon McGee, I mean, that's the strongest setup as you can get then at the under-17s. You know, uh, Gary Boyle stepped up from the Wunkrana Cup team last year to be part of uh, Luke looks set up there so come here they're well you know they're well set up both sets uh, squads you know and it's good good, you know that these we have the right structures now and Donegal that you know the right men are involved with teams Paddy
0: There's no doubt about that we wish the two lads in their backroom teams all the very best in the coming months Francie I almost forgot with the whole Michael Murphy fiasco also this story was broke by Donegal live Francie you're gone from Termon.
2: Yeah, listen. Um, been there now for the last four years. You know, Paddy. Um, you know, in 2019, as coach to, to Paddy McDavid, and then I took over the job myself in 2020. And listen, it's four years. You know, and after listening I think it was time for a change. You know, um, the boys probably get sick listening to me at that stage. So listen, it's um, four years. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a. Everybody knows now that the, the club scene. It's. It's, it's a. It's a it's a busy schedule and a busy job and stuff like that. There and I just think myself it was the uh, the right time to, to to give the bat and pass on the bat to somebody else and let someone else have a go
0: at it. What's the plans now?
2: Ah, oh, listen, Paddy, no plans. Um, listen, you, you know me, and <laughs> I'll not be uh something about the house feeling sorry for myself and i Like out there, I'll be out and about. And listen, we'll see what what the future holds and stuff like that. But listen, no great panic and and uh, just uh, enjoying the freedom at the moment.
0: Keep your Wednesdays and Thursdays. I'm delighted you're actually gone. I said the same to Barry Meehan a couple of years ago. Don't get back into any form of management or coaching because I want as many people free as possible to torture to come on the podcast. Well, look, Francie, you're very highly thought of and everybody has just huge respect for you. You weren't in with, you know, you've, you've had so, so much success. And Jim McGuinness doesn't, as they say, pick any mugs for his backroom team either. And I know you're in with him. It feels, it feels like yesterday twenty thirteen and that just feels so long. So all the best, whatever you do, France, and I know you won't sit too idle. Brian Brian, what's your story? Are you staying on with Knowles or are we gonna come here
1: Patty where there are no decisions made yet? We'll just sit down now over the next few weeks and see where we're at, Patty, you know. I just laughing there, Patty. I think Francie and Ronaldo's news broke nearly the one day. Maybe <laughs> Francie's going to Maybe Francie's gonna go to uh, Piers morning now for a big interview. <laughs> uh, but, uh, Francie, you know, it's a huge, a huge, uh, it's a huge uh, workload now for any club manager. You know, it's gone to a different level, Patty. So, you know, you just, we'll just just sit down now over the next couple of weeks. It's just not me. You know, there's a lot of pieces to our senior set up now.
0: And we're going to finish on a really sad note. The are sincere sympathies from everybody at the Donegal GAA podcast to the McConnell and Dever families on the very sad passing of Owen McConnell. Everybody would know the McConnells and our of course, John Farmer, chairman, and everybody knows himself and Vinny and just the entire family and had a long, long battle and you know sadly came to an end. Brian you you're not you're not far away from our You would you would know you would have known, Owen?
1: Yeah, I mean, terrible, terrible, sad to hear about her own death. And Mary, you know, the poor man has put up a, a huge fight this last four years, Paddy, but unfortunately, on early hours of Sunday morning, he gave up the battle, you know, and it's really hard on the family, you know. then uh, Vin, or I'll Vincent there, and Susan, you know, and John, and and young Vinny, you know, and the, the extended family there, you know, it's very sad. And then you have... Uh, the Dever family, there, you know, very sad news, Paddy. Poor Owen, you know, sound fellow, was up for the crack. You know, he's probably living in America now this last 25 years, but when he was at home, he was always a great man to tell a story. You know, we're having our yarn what Paddy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, very sad, Paddy, you know, in his early 50s, you know, and it's a big burden now on Joanne and the four kids, you know, and you just hope that, you know, God will be good to them.
0: Yeah. And look, Francie, you're so true, and while we're, Francie, you've a tough year as well, and I know your good buddy Anthony McGrenner passed away mm. as well, and just lads, I suppose when we are feeling sorry about retirements, and not, you know, to get too morbid, but, but when we are talking about guys hanging up their boots and that, they're, they're, there's a much bigger picture, Francie, isn't there? Ah, definitely so, Paddy, you know, listen, listen unfortunately with, with life, there, there, there comes
2: death as well, you know, listen, um... I don't know the man personally but I know John so listen maybe, maybe pass on my condolences to the, the McConnell and the other family as well you know and listen it's, it's not easy and um, we you know, witnessed it ourselves that uh, young that, that name of Henry passed away this year as well and the fight he put up as well you know but um, it's just because unfortunately as you say that that's because um, that's part of life and, and it's not easy on the family that, you know that's left behind uh, and we're talking about Michael Murphy here and as you say there's you know, sometimes a bigger picture and that's it
0: yeah, ah, there's no doubt about it, lads. Yeah, very well said. And listen, thanks, lads. Thanks, Brian. And thanks, Francis. Thanks so much um, for coming on the Donegal GAA podcast here today. Thanks, lads.
1: Go well, Paddy. Thank you.
2: Thanks, Paddy. Thanks, Paddy.
0: Okay, that's it for this week's edition of the Donegal GAA podcast. Just a big shout-out to our sponsors, Donegal Plumbing and Heaton, O'Lahy Road in Donegal Sound. A massive thanks to Austin O'Callaghan on production, to all our guests, and most importantly, number one, you, are listeners, who tune in in such high numbers. Bye for now, stay safe, and we'll talk to you next week.